Hello, friends. Welcome to the trailer for The Road Taken with CT and Bayo. I'm Bayo. And I'm CT. We've embarked on a massive world tour and are excited to experience all the thrills and boredom that entails. To help us process our own experiences along the way, we'll be having conversations with peers, idols, and maybe a rando or two. The Road Taken with CT and Bayo, part of the Ringer Podcast Network on all podcast platforms. Welcome to a special emergency episode of Ringer Dish. I'm Amanda Jobbins. I am joined by Chris Ryan because it's Rebecca Vardy's account. And we have to talk about the Colleen Rooney, Rebecca Vardy, British WAG Instagram tabloid sales situation. Hashtag Wagatha Christie. I'm also going to be joined later in the podcast by Kate Lloyd, who is a journalist in the UK, and um, will give some perspective to like the Britishness of all this from mm-hmm. someone who is on the ground. But Chris and I are going to start from the beginning because this is a really, really fantastic story that uh, hinges on knowing about two people who you've probably never heard of before. Maybe you've heard of Colleen Rooney. Sure. But I had never heard of Rebecca Vardy before the masterpiece of a note that was posted this morning. <laughs> so I guess we started at the beginning. Woke up. Colleen Rooney, who is the wife of Chris. Wayne Rooney. Yes. And you want to share with people who Wayne Rooney is? Yeah. Wayne Rooney is in some ways like a number one draft pick. Like he was supposed to be, he was one of the great English strikers of the, of the 21st century. And he was groomed to be that from when he was 16, 17 years old. So he was almost like this LeBron-type figure. He's from uh, Merseyside, played for Everton, was bought by Manchester United, went on to huge, huge success with Manchester United, and then pretty much wrapped up his playing career in Washington, D.C. in the MLS. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And so they, he's still playing in the MLS? Yes. And, they I live... think, and he's going to go back to England. Oh, yeah. he is. Okay. Yeah. They live in the United States, which I only learned this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so Colleen is his wife, and... we is kind of like the number two all-time wag. Yeah, but she's up there with right. with Posh and, and uh, with Cheryl Cole. Yeah. Oh, right, with yeah. Cheryl Cole. Okay, so Victoria Beckham, a.k.a. Posh Spice, yes. is the original wag, which stands for Wives and Girlfriends. Uh-huh. And there's a phenomenon of, like, tabloid interest in the women who were in the stands during... England games? Yeah. So I think what's important to know, I got really into European soccer, European football in around around 05. And right then was a World Cup in 06 in Germany, which was a historic watershed moment in WAG culture yeah. because that was the Victoria Beckham, Cheryl Cole arrival on the scene. And it really has since then, I think, I mean, you could argue it's been going on before then, but since then, what happens is during the European Championships and the World Cups, there's this huge celebrity industrial complex around the wives and girlfriends of England national team football players. Okay. And they they know it. <laughs> they <laughs> dress up for the cameras. Like, they have coordinated outfits. They have incredible social media imprint, like, footprint um, during the tournaments. And it's really their time to shine. It's sort of the England national team's time to shine, but it's really the WAG's <laughs> time to shine. And so it starts with Posh Spice, mm-hmm. Victoria Beckham. Yeah. But then she... You know, she was obviously Posh Spice before she was the WAG. Yes. I think her she brought a level of celebrity to the right. to the group that had not yet been there. And, and then that's when these guys start more routinely, I think, dating pop stars, reality stars, television stars. Right. And but so then Victoria Beckham becomes like a 
super successful fashion designer. Yes. She's like, her business is like legit. She's really serious. Cheryl Cole, who was married to... I Ashley Cole. Okay. Yes, was with Ashley Cole. Uh, but then she's in the pop group that's... It's All like, Saints, I think. I was going to say Fifth to something. No, Cheryl, I think, was All Saints. Okay. Let me check. Uh, she, Cheryl had this single, Fight for This Love, uh, a solo single, which is one of the great songs of the 20th century or 21st century, if you want to check it out. Girls Aloud. Girls Aloud. Okay. My bad. There we go. Yeah. And, but so Cheryl, and then Cheryl goes on to have a kid with a member of One Direction. Like mm -hmm. Cheryl has courted her own career. The interesting thing to me about Colleen Rooney is that Colleen Rooney has just like stayed the number one wag. So yeah, and Colleen, uh, there's two, there's basically, not to put too fine a point on it, sure. two kinds of relationships with English national soccer players. Okay, great. There's the girl I've known since I was 12. Okay. And the person I met five minutes ago. Okay. Because I'm famous and I make 200,000 Some might argue that those are the week. two types of relationships in real life, Possibly. too. But anyway. There's not a lot of long-term dating or anything like that. It's just basically, and I think in some ways, Colleen and Rebecca represent those two poles. Okay. Uh, Colleen and Wayne have been together for a very long time, weathered a lot of storms together. Right. Which we can get to in a yeah. bit. And Rebecca... And Jamie met more recently. Okay. And Rebecca is a star on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. Okay. It is kind right. of more of a, they met at a nightclub. Um, Lester, you know, Jamie Vardy was basically this like out of nowhere overnight success story. Not even overnight success story, real underdog success story because he was in like basically non-league football, which is essentially like single A mm -hmm. baseball. And rose through the ranks and played for this team, Lester who are still in the Premier League, and Leicester won the Premier League a couple of years ago, which is one of the great miracles in, like, modern sports. Like, that's just not supposed to happen. I really didn't know that that happened until today. And it today. catapulted Jamie Vardy into a level of celebrity that was much higher than, like, I think Wayne Rooney had always been sort of bound for this kind of glory. Jamie Vardy is just, like, unbelievable. It's like Rudy, you know? Yeah. And so Rebecca Vardy has kind of gone along with this This. Comet. Right. And she's part of the like newer reality show. Yes. Like, yes. She's more of a, a, a celebrity pr presence, like the kind of more like, uh, like, she, like I said, she's on uh, I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here now, I think, or she was. I think she got voted off. She got voted off and she's currently pregnant. Okay. As she mentioned she to mentioned Colleen. Yeah. But yeah, she is sort of the new guard. Right. Although I would say Jamie's days with the England national team are probably numbered. Okay. Even before this. And Colleen is kind of old guard. I did a spin through her Instagram. Got four sons. That's a lot of sons. Mm -hmm. And it, it's pictures of family and charity stuff. And I assume, she, you know, I think she like wrote a she quote wrote a newspaper column at one point yes, and they, a lot of them do yeah. and has like the sponsorships and that sort of thing. But it seems that she's more like original family wag identity uh, uh -huh. as opposed to celebrity wag. Identity. Yes. They've been together for a really long time. Okay. And Wayne, there was a cheating scandal with Wayne visiting prostitutes that was well mm -hmm. documented in the tabloids. Right. So you can understand Colleen has probably a adversarial relationship with a lot of newspapers in England and then, uh, so it turned out, I mean, we can we can get yeah. into the actual so story let's do now. It. So Colleen, who's already coming from a somewhat adversarial relationship with some tabloids in England, found that even though her Instagram was private. She had a separate one. So she has the pers the public yeah, one, that's just like, which you have to have to make blessed, money. Yeah, yeah right. right. But then she has a private one for friends and family. And she was finding that elements of her Instagram stories from her private Instagram were showing up in the tabloids. Yeah. Uh, whether it was like, we're looking at this house or, you know, we bought this house or we bought a car or whatever. It was popping up in the tabloids. And so, Wagatha Christie 
Colleen Rooney, the real Poirot, <laughs> apparently goes on a weeks or months long forensic investigation yep. into who could possibly be leaking this information based on the followers. Well, she says that she has suspicions. Mm-hmm. That's like an important. And I, I'd like to talk about the the composition of this transcendent statement that she wrote. Okay. But so here we go. Um, for a few years now, someone who I trusted has been consistently informing the son. This is the sentence. After a long time of trying to figure out who it could be, for various reasons, I had a suspicion. Mm. This is some Poirot stuff. So there, once she has an idea of who it is, she puts an Instagram, personal Instagram sting operation in place where she blocks literally every single other account who follows her Mm -hmm. except for the account that she suspects. Mm And then she makes up some fictitious stories mm-hmm. that she posts on Instagram, including, let's be real, one about how she went to Mexico to get special IVF in order to uh, get to be able to choose the gender of her baby. Uh-huh. And then one about the basement and their house flooding. And then something about being on TV that she puts on Instagram, on the personal Instagram, so that only one person can see them. And then it's like, we'll see whether... They make it into the the, the tabloids. Um, This is a strategy previously employed by many celebrities, including Kim Kardashian. And also, I am told, though, I do not remember this Tyrion Lannister on Game of Thrones. Yeah. And and like the whole like, I'm going to send out a couple of different messages, but each one will have like their own linguistic watermark so I can see what gets leaked. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's. It's been done before, although I've never heard of the the Instagram post yes. version of this. This is a very 2019 version. Anyway, back to Colleen's carefully worded And statement. I'm sure all of our listeners listening to Celebrity Dish already know this, but I had to be educated today yeah. about the nature of private Instagrams and Finstagrams. Finstagrams, right, yeah. And all that other stuff. So oh, the, you didn't know that this was happening. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm pretty— You're not really an Instagram yeah. user. But no. yeah, I mean, it's just basically that— Instagram now is such a central part of any person's like quote brand identity sure. and it's how people make money especially people who make money by being famous and right. occasionally quote writing newspaper columns and like selling sponsorships yes you know they, they're like essentially influence influencers before they were influencers so Instagram's their natural platform but then you got to have one for your normal life yeah right, right right that's a lot of Instagramming it's literally all they do yeah. it's their full-time job so anyway <laughs> Back to the private Instagram. Here we go from Colleen. Over the past five months, I have posted a series of false stories to see if they made their way into the Sun newspaper. And you know what? They did. (laughs) And you know what? They did. So then she explains which story it is, and then she keeps going. It's been tough keeping it to myself and not making any comment at all, especially when the stories have been leaked. However, I had to. Now I know for certain which account individuals come from. Some more. I've saved the screenshots, blah, blah, blah. Very last sentence. I've saved screen and screenshotted all the original stories, which clearly show just one person has viewed them. Paragraph break. It's dot, 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 Rebecca Vardy's account. The all-time best kicker in the history of celebrity writing? It's unbelievable. The actual pacing and composition of this statement, the... 
the way the information is revealed, tremendous writing. Yes. I just want to say to Colleen Rooney or whoever wrote it with her, and I did see some like totally unverified like legal speculation on Twitter. This is when like it's a sports game and someone's like, I'm a doctor and it looked like this person did this. Yeah. So it's totally unverified. But <laughs> I did read several people being like, she definitely wrote this with a lawyer because it clears Because it all- says Rebecca Vardy's account. Yes. yes, and but everything about how she phrases the actions that she took and the suspicions, both for the son and and the quote account, are phrased in such a way that it would pass any libel laws in the UK, which are like more aggressive than they are here. Yes, and so Rebecca Vardy's response to this was not only to be uh, sort of withering about and distressed about why Colleen wouldn't just come to her right. and sort of basically, it seems like, bring her into the investigation so they could figure <laughs> out who's using Rebecca Vardy's account to leak information, but it mentions, you know, that I'm, it's particularly, you know, upsetting that she is doing this as I'm heavily pregnant. It's, you, yeah, I'm heavily pregnant. You should have called me the first time this happened. Yeah. So within Rebecca's Vardy statement, which by the way, this is definitely written on the notes app instantly. And she posts on Twitter with just like, it's not even. It, it's posted with the. Oh, see, I, I haven't Rudy. even. I didn't even see the like original font because I'm reading about this in the Guardian because I'm a giant fucking dork. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's this is definitely instant notes app. Okay, that she is only responding. She sends in a way that only people who follow Colleen Rooney can see it. And by the way, she only has like twenty thousand Twitter followers. Let's see. No, I'm sorry, a hundred thousand. More than me, but still. And she only has 400,000 Instagram followers, which is just on the scale of fame. Rebecca Vardy's not very famous, but that's... Colleen Rooney, by the way, only has has under a million Instagram followers, which is surprising to me. Interesting. But that's just putting in some... It's this, a small island. This is, Yeah, it's a local scandal. <laughs> yeah, right. But it, in addition to being like, I'm heavily pregnant and this is mean... She's basically like other people have seen my password, uh, like have my passwords and have access to my account. So it's basically an I got hacked situation, which is essentially an admission that her account is involved. I think and I think also the son did not dispute. Right. That Rebecca Vardy was the source. The son immediately took down one of the stories because it turns out to be false. It's. It's tremendous. It's amazing stuff. Can you tell me what the fallout is from a, a the soccer world perspective? So like I said, we're at a changing of the guard right now. We've changed guards a couple of times since Wayne Rooney was at the peak of his powers. At one point, Colleen Rooney was in the nexus of mm-hmm. the England national team WAG power structure. And Wayne has faded from relevance in a lot of ways. He's at the very end of his career. Jamie was kind of in the center, I think, in as recently as 2016's World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he played, he's considered like one of the best strikers in England. It's possible that like he could feature in next summer's Euro uh, European championships. Okay. He's he's a really good striker. He's uh you know, I, whether or not this would have an impact on his playing time with England, I don't know. Okay. It's definitely a tough one for Rebecca Vardy. Yeah. But also, all good press is be- uh, all, be- all press is good press for her. You know, like, I think that in some ways it just makes her more famous. It's uh, Rebecca Vardy's account is a real, like, it's like that's my new Twitter bio kind of thing. meme. Yeah. I didn't know who she was before this morning. Now I know everything about her. Right. And she does seem to be living the life where it's just like, how can I get in front of a camera? Even places like The Mirror and The Sun, if you read about the wags, like even they describe Rebecca as someone who's very into being a celebrity. Okay. So this is probably at the end of the day, she's pretty okay with this. 
Do you think, like, are there people who are going to take her side, though? Because that's the other thing that you need. Well, that's an interesting question because there's lots of uh, intra-squad fighting that goes on between WAGs. I just want to say that uh, I personally am a much... I'm, I'm pretty into the German national team WAG scene. Okay. But, like, I do know a fair amount about the England team. The England team, though, is often in flux. Like, there's they, they'll have, like, a group of guys and then they just kind of, like, slowly get rid of them over the course of mm. a year. And now there's, like, a lot of younger guys on the England national team. So... I don't know if there's enough of a power base for Rebecca Bart- Vardy to draw on. Okay. And Colleen is kind of royalty in this situation. She still is royalty, even she's though an alumnus. She's, she's grandfathered yeah. in. Sure. I guess, but she's not, he's not on the team anymore. Wayne, right? no. Right. right. But Colleen is still famous. Okay. You know, and Wayne is still famous. Right. He's one of the most recognizable British athletes in a long time. Yeah. I guess, honestly, the only way to really get more famous in a situation like this. Like, for, for Rebecca Barty, in a sense, at least now, she's on the playing field with Colleen, whereas maybe she was not Okay, before. Yeah. I don't know. and I, But it does seem, this seems particularly, t- it's tough to find a sympathetic angle for Rebecca Barty on this one. I mean, I guess it's like she's pregnant and everyone's gonna be really sure. mean to her. And she could have had, like, a le- like, there is a world in which she has, like, a personal assistant with access to her social media accounts right. who is on the side making money by selling stories to the tabloids. Like, there is a huge industry of... Right in England selling everything that has to do with these players. And it's a lot more um, sports journalism over there. Brian Curtis actually wrote about this when he got back from England and he wrote about access journalism, access sports journalism in England. And a lot of it is, even in like pretty well-regarded papers, you'll be reading an interview with like Harry Kane Mm -hmm. and it'll be like Harry Kane appears courtesy of Gillette. Right. It's all like the ethical boundaries are kind of like a little bit murkier than even the ones that we have here. Well, I mean, I would argue that the that often happens. We just like don't see it sure. here in the sure. U.S. There, in some ways, like they're more transparent yes. about it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm really fascinated to see how Rebecca Vardy responds. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. I think it's because she could be maligned so quickly that people could start feeling bad for her. I mean, she's going to make a ton off of this yeah. because everybody is going to be lining up to be like Rebecca's side of the story. Rebecca, right. my first my first photograph since this story happened. <laughs> Rebecca, like on these reality shows. Yeah. Colleen is kind of like, can I tell you my favorite Colleen story? Yes. So, uh, Manchester, when you when used to play for Manchester United, Manchester United's in-city rivals are Manchester City. Manchester City are now the best team in the mm-hmm. Premier League or one of them. But before this, uh, they were pretty bad. They were pretty average. And mm-hmm. their biggest celebrity fans, Manchester City's, were Oasis. Wayne Rooney, despite playing <laughs> for Manchester United, his favorite band was Oasis. So for his 21st birthday, Colleen bought Wayne Rooney a beautiful guitar. Mm-hmm. And she sent it to Noel Gallagher and said, you know, Wayne is such a huge fan of yours. Would you, would you please sign it for his birthday? And Noel Gallagher had the guitar that Colleen Rooney had bought for Wayne Rooney for his 21st birthday defaced with Manchester City graffiti, and I think painted blue. And he wrote a letter back that said, Happy birthday, SpongeBob. Send us your Bentley next time. So that's the kind of like bants we're dealing with over there, which I really really like. So that's like my favorite Colleen story. Okay. I feel like Colleen comes off okay in that. Sure. I mean, she was just trying to do a nice thing for someone's 24th birthday, which is also insane that these people are so famous, (laughs) so young. Colleen Rooney, in the midst of all this, is 33 years old. She's been famous for— Yeah, and it feels like Wayne Rooney has been in my life like longer than my wife. Yeah. But I think— 
I feel like I feel like every situation here is a win for Colleen Rooney. Yeah, she. I mean, the note itself. She is now like she, she's basically the new new Grace Paley or yeah. something. Like she is just number one with a bullet. Like I can't wait to read her new collection of short stories. <laughs> and I think that people are going to be trying to break down the, the how she did this investigation for a long time. Yeah, even the Guardian is like, how did Colleen snare Rebecca? I can't wait. I can't wait for the process stories. Here's the thing, Amanda. Yeah. There's an England national game on Friday night. Yes! Now, it's in the Czech Republic, and I, I think they have another one, I think Saturday or Sunday, but travel? it's international break. Do they travel at this Typically, point? you don't see a ton of WAG action at these qualifiers or friendlies. It's really the major tournaments where okay. they come out in strength. All right. Yeah. I, would I have love, a lot of photo galleries to share with you. I would really, really love for Rebecca Vardy to make her Friday night appearance at the English national game. Like yes. to make a statement that and then be, show up and I mean, be like, I'm but proud. But she's heavily pregnant. I don't know if she'll be traveling to the Czech Republic. I get, well, she's on vacation in Dubai right now. <laughs> so true. I think she can probably make it. That's I don't true. think the flight's that long. Also, yeah. presumably they can fly private. Okay. Chris, thank you so much for You're joining welcome. us to explain everything. Now we are going to talk to Kate Lloyd in London. I am now joined by Kate Lloyd, who is a writer based in London, and she is a kind of the Ringer's unofficial UK correspondent. She has written several great stories for us, including... Love Island, a story about Love Island, which is a reality TV show I'd never heard of and really scared me once I read about it. Um, Kate also wrote a great recent piece about Downton Abbey. And Kate is very, it's very late in London, Kate, and you have kindly agreed to stay up and explain (laughs) to us what the hell is happening. So Kate, thank you for joining us. Hi, I can't wait to talk about this more. (laughs) Okay, so you said just before we started, this has consumed your whole day. It really has. Like, there's just been so many memes. Um, just constant memes and constant discussion. Can you set the scene? What time did it break in the UK? So I think Colleen posted her like screenshot of the notes app at 10.29 a.m. Okay. So like getting the full morning press cycle. Yes. So, I mean, she tactically posted that for the moment where Evan was in the office, but like had just sat down. The papers were about to be written. Amazing. So can you put this in a little bit of context, just in terms of from a scale of like minor reality show, like update, reality star update to like the royal wedding, where on the British celebrity spectrum is this, this feud? So I would say Colleen Rooney is one of the like original wags. Mm -hmm. So uh, World Cup 2006, Baden Baden, when like Posh Spice and like Cheryl Cole and Colleen Rooney all were like berated in the press for that like, ruining the England team by like getting drunk all the time and like just constantly shopping. Uh, so she's been in, in kind of a big name in tabloid media since then. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's like an old timer wag, probably in the press a bit less now because it's so like saturated with Love Island type reality stars but she kind of in any British person's head well in my head she feels like kind of aunt who I see every year <laughs> like, <laughs> she feels very like well known to me what? whereas so- like Rebecca Vardy is like um the wife of Jamie Vardy who is a newer footballer he came up with Leicester City who's a team who kind of had the shock success in the league a couple of years ago um and so she's a newer face but it's still of quite big in, in the tabloidy world, but like it's kind of like old name versus new name. If that makes sense. Yeah, I was going to ask. So Colleen Rooney has been very famous for a very long time, 
And mm-hmm. it seems that she is sort of like evolved as as the leading wag. Like she was very, very much in the press. I guess 2006 is when you mentioned. And I, I guess she's still famous, but like maybe is a different kind of famous, slightly a more respectable is a loaded word here. But is she more liked than she was in 2006? So Pauline Rooney is from like where I'm from. So okay. I've always really liked her. So yeah, I yeah. can't really give a, a particularly objective. But she, I think like basically she got a bit of a rough ride because A, because she's not like posh and also B, because she's not like super skinny. I think the press really went for her at the time. And still, when you look at the stories that are written about her on like The Sun, it's like her drinking from the bottle with a bottle of champagne or like her like with her rollers in still. She's really bored in America with Wayne. Like it, it's not like, it's still not wholly positive press, but yeah. her Instagram definitely shows that she has grown up a bit. Like it's just her and her kids having a nice time. Yeah, I guess that's what I meant to ask is like, has the press become kinder to her because it does really seem like the wags were invented as a way for your um, very aggressive British tabloid press to mm-hmm. to to cover and to have something to write about every day. It, I guess maybe what I'm saying is that it seems like perhaps the press have been kinder in recent memory to Colleen Rooney than Rebecca Vardy, though maybe I'm wrong. Is that correct? I think that What's interesting now is there's just less of a focus on them. Oh, interesting. Um, like, because there's so many, you have to remember in 2006, like, these were really, apart from, like, Big Brother contestants like Jade Goody, these were really kind of the only reality stars, or, well, not, they weren't reality stars, but only kind of people famous for being famous around. Okay. So all the attention was directed at them, whereas now that t- direction, that like, goes in loads of different ways. So they're like our Paris Hilton. Yes. Yeah, so they're still in the press and they still get covered in very similar ways to how they used to be. It's either them in a bikini on the beach, them on a red carpet, or a shocking story about their family life. And especially because Colleen's husband, Wayne Rooney, who used to play for Man United and now plays for a US team, um, I think it's called DC United. Um, yes, it's it's in DC. Ah, that makes sense, yes. Um, he's had, like, quite, uh, like interesting ride in that uh, he has cheated well there have been lots of rumours about him cheating like kind of stories about him like getting with sex workers like um, if like one tabloid's got like uh, like Wayne Rooney's grubbiest moment story so I think that <laughs> often within all <laughs> within all of that like Colleen's kind of had a, a bit of a rough ride the whole way right. that makes sense yes so if they aren't the center of the celebrity tabloid sphere as they were, I, I have mm-hmm. two questions. The first is, you know, then the allegations here that someone is selling stories about Colleen Rooney to the Sun. Why is the Sun buying those if they don't matter as much as they used to? Um, I guess you've got to fill the kind of digital news right. um, cycle. And also they, they might still matter to a certain like type of person. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I think maybe Colleen's gone from, whereas like the Love Island stars, like I could, I or like anyone I know could probably name most of the people on Love Island this year. I couldn't name the wives of the England team now. Okay. Um, 
But like maybe if you're like more kind of involved in like the sidebar of shame on the Daily Mail or like you read the Sun every day, maybe that those people are still very right. very relevant to you. Is the Sun equivalent to the sidebar of shame in the Daily Mail? That's a very funny um, phrase that that it's very apt. And I think like mostly here on Jam Session, we just use the Daily Mail. The Daily Mail is the export for British culture to the U.S., which is maybe horrifying to hear from the U.K., but it's just like the sidebar of shame is the easiest thing for us to read. But in the U.K., is the sun kind of equivalent in terms of reach and readership with that sidebar of shame? Is it a larger audience? Is it a different type of audience? Oh, so I don't actually know in terms of stats. The Daily Mail kind of pits itself. Well, it's obviously very right-wing and... um, yes. Also, uh, but like it pitches itself as like more of a broadsheet, whereas the Sun is very much like a tabloid, tabloid. Okay, like it had like page three with boobs in it for years. Right. Um. So like it's sim- similar, but a little bit different. So it's, it's for it's like the New York Post or page six, which will mean something to Americans and not to you, and that's great. Okay, so here is my second <laughs> question. Um. If Colleen Rooney and Rebecca Vardy, I guess, are if if wags are not as central to the to the celebrity culture as they once were, and Colleen Rooney is perhaps not as central to the culture as she once was, um, do you think there's any promotional strategy involved in this in terms of Colleen Rooney making as big a splash as possible in order to get attention? Like, did did you? Did you see this as self-promotional in any way? Or were you just immediately like, this is just, this is incredible? Um, so a bit, bit of me did, because that is just because, you always got to question things. Um, a bit of me was like, oh, like, has is this something they've worked up together to mm-hmm. like, A, <laughs> make some money scamming the sun, and B, all the stories that, the fake stories yes. ran on the sun as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, make some money scamming the sun and then get loads of attention from this feud. That, but I just really don't want to believe that. So I'm no, I listen. My brain. Number one, love a conspiracy theory. Number two, we talk all the time on this podcast about the fact that that's actually not a conspiracy theory. People do orchestrate stuff like this all the time. So oh, I, yeah. I love it. Great. But okay. But so part of you was like, hmm, this seems like a total scam. What did the rest of you think? Oh, so first of all, the way it was written was just like it was like a true crime po- podcast kind of life, <laughs> but about the silliest thing. Um, and like, I think what I actually really liked about it, if it's not an orchestrated thing, is it felt so unorchestrated. And like, so much of like celebrity feuds nowadays are like the Kardashians arguing about things, and it's all like filmed for the show. Mm-hmm. And like, this just felt really like like the media from 2006 where people just didn't know were just doing anything and it just felt really rogue um I think as well because Colleen feels like an aunt to me <laughs> like um it was just like my like kind of sassy like older relative like tapping back at someone um also I really like the fact that like especially with Colleen and in the time that she was at the height of her fame she was kind of it wasn't really as much social media, so she was really like, like at the mercy of the media mm-hmm. and how they presented her. And it feels really like fun to like see her be able to leave this story, yes, um, and like uh, kind of take control in a way. Um, 
also I think because it's an argument between two people who are like very wealthy it's like their tone is incredibly serious but it's also like quite silly um obviously I would like hate someone to sell lies about my life but it feels like also that's also maybe down to the way that celebrities are portrayed in the British media where they are kind of fodder for this kind of stuff but um yeah it was just it just felt really British especially all the memes that came out of it as well yeah it's it's a real I guess some feelings get hurt but nobody really gets hurt in this situation which is definitely part of the fun of it and it does even seem like Colleen Rooney's statement with that dramatic reveal at the end is playing into she like she knows she has an audience um, yeah, which I really admire. So it seems like, based on the way you're describing it, that in the UK, it, everyone is is like Team Colleen right now. Does that at least the general uh, reading populace is is that correct? Oh yeah, basically, okay. especially because Vardy, like at the end of the day, put out the statement that was like her lawyers are going to do a forensic investigation of her Instagram <laughs> to um, find out who's been hacking it. And my mate, who was a lawyer, like messaged the WhatsApp group, like, oh, I mean, she doesn't need a lawyer to do that. She needs to get someone from IT, like a lawyer would be like crap <laughs> at looking at it through your Instagram. Um, but yeah, I just felt like more like two people I went to school with having an argument on Instagram than two celebrities. Right. And that is what I loved about it. Yeah. Um, is there any way that Rebecca Vardy can can come out of this? It, does she have any recourse aside from the forensic evidence, which we know won't um, really prove anything? Like, can she win this at all? Um, I mean, I feel like you kind of got two ways to come out of this. If she ha- if she has been like selling the stuff, the stories. I mean, one is just to like ride out and like not really talk about it ever. The mm-hmm. other way is to come out and just be like, yeah, I did do it. Like, That's true. Um, I feel like just like um, embracing her like story selling vibe. I think especially because um, I'm sure like, I don't know, maybe this is just because I used to work in celebrity journalism, but I feel like most people are aware that celeb- celebrities' friends sell their stories all the time. Um, in fact, there was um, a celebrity journalist uh, on my Twitter feed earlier today, who was like, um, who tweeted that um, have every celebrity has a Rebecca Vardy. They could be your best friend. They could be your PA. You just need to find out who they are. Um, I think that's like super true. Like every celeb place I've ever worked, there have been people coming through with like sources. Um, and so I think that like, um, if she just owns up to that, maybe yeah. she could write an autobiography where she like reveals the truth. I think um, it, she won't come off that badly. Uh, no, I th- I think that's really perspective perceptive, and I also think your point that like there is a Rebecca Vardy for every famous person you know is true. Definitely in the U.S. as well as in the U.K. I mean, it's how like Us Weekly writes its cover stories. Though I would say I don't think like the general American public is as aware of the transactional nature of these things that like, it's always really funny to me when you know exactly how much money Hello or OK Magazine paid for the pictures of somebody's wedding in the UK. And that's like really well established. That's a thing that everyone does. But, and we definitely have wedding issues of People Magazine and Us Weekly and even Vogue here. And I presume they're getting paid, but like no one talks about it. 
And I think there's something, some of like our surprise here is I think that in the U.S. you assume that everyone, that that that's not happening, that there's no money being exchanged. I guess the other thing that I wanted to ask is like, you know, it's obviously a feud between two really, two famous women who are famous for being famous and that's really fun. But the son is kind of implicated in this in the sense that alleged Colleen Rooney alleges that this the son was buying the stories and it's kind of mm-hmm. been an interesting couple of weeks for British tabloid journalism because I mean they're front and center in this case and they're obviously front and center in all of the um it's different newspapers but that in the Prince Harry lawsuits and yeah I just you know, in a lot of ways, this is how all celebrity tabloid journalism has worked for as long as we've had celebrity tabloid journalism. And I know it's how it's worked in the UK for a long time. But do you sense, like, is there any sort of shift in how the public views the tabloids or is it just kind of business as usual? Um, I think there has been a shift. Um, I think, especially with The Sun, there's been two other stories that have come out recently around about sports players. So there's um, Gareth Thomas, who's a rugby player who uh, came out as gay a few years ago, and um, the son um, basically outed him for having HIV and um, went to his parents to get a quote about it before he'd managed to tell his parents that he had it. Oh, gosh. Um, and I think that, like, that's one of those stories that I think if you're not like, oh, that's awful, and like something from like the 80s that just you wouldn't even imagine would happen now, even by a tabloid. I think that was generally the reaction to that from people like across the country. And a similar thing happened again with the start with a cricket player called Ben Stokes, where they like, he'd helped England win the world cup. This, I think it was this summer. Um, and, um, but they again, like found, it was like a really like horrible and outrageous story about his family from way in the past and ran it as their cover. I think that this kind of string of stories has, has really like, on top of the Harry and Meghan stuff um, and this recent story now does make people question the kind of integrity of what they're reading. Also, there was a documentary about um, Jade Goody, who was the first, basically the first person famous of being famous in the UK. Um, uh, she was on big one of the early seasons of Big Brother and just kind of, kind of lived and died by the press, literally. Right. Um, and that everyone, every tabloid journalist in that came off was not particularly great. And I think that all of those things together are kind of impacting the way that different people from different demographics feel about kind of the way that celebrities are treated at the moment. That's fascinating. And I, I assume it's not over. I also have to assume that this story is not over, especially since Rebecca Vardy will be delivering forensic evidence at some point. If she comes out with a detailed um, fake detective IT report. Will you come back on the podcast and break it down with us? Absolutely. Okay. Um, I can't wait for her like autobiography as well. Likewise. Okay. Um, Kate, thank you so much for explaining the UK to us. And um, I know it's very late there, so we'll let you go. But um, talk soon and, you know, keep us updated on all of the wild and wacky stuff that your celebrities do. I will do. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. 